Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondreo, co-founders of the branding studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite-sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand-led business. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Brand Led, where we share practical branding tips and insights to help you guys, service-based businesses, attract high-value customers. And today, Lisa and I wanted to discuss the different types of proof that you can include on your website to help you build trust with your audience. Yes. Hello, everyone. So, Kane, normally when someone arrives on your website for the first time, you can bet mm. they're asking themselves a few key questions. Yeah. You know, things like, am I in the right place? Is this going to work for me? Um, what's you know, the risks? What's the risk? You know, is the service provider the right fit for me? Do they fit my values? So your website's job is to reassure your ideal customers that, yes, they're in the right place and that, yes, this is a great solution for them and that, yes, you know, the reward is going to outweigh that risk that they might be feeling of investing in it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell them all these things, but most people won't take your word for it, right? They want you to show them that you're credible. And that's where proof from external sources comes into play. And there are a lot of different types of proof that you can use. So today in this episode, we're going to be outlining seven of our favorite and seven of the most popular. So on that, how about we kick off with the most obvious and the most used, Lisa? Yes. So when it comes to proof, most people think of testimonials and reviews, right? Mm. We're all pretty familiar with these. And, you know, we often see reviews of a product or testimonials on a service provider's website. Yeah. Um, things like, you know, you can add a name or a company name and a photograph. You can add a lot of credibility to these as well. Um, also embedding... Even videos. Yeah. Um, video testimonials are great as well. Uh, also embedding reviews from, you know, like a third-party uh, source, like a Trustpilot or a Google review can make them feel even more impartial and a mm. little bit less cherry-picked, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you, especially if you're on like a product uh, website, you know, you see a couple of bad reviews, you're like, okay, these feel more real, right? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of them all being perfect. And what happens um, if you are pretty new to business and you don't have any testimonials or reviews yet? What can you do? Yeah. So uh, the the trick to this one is um, try and get them <laughs> as soon as you can, but you can ask for personal endorsements from people. So you could ask, you know, a past colleague uh, to write a testimonial about your character, you know, even if they haven't engaged with your services. Uh, or you could, you know, yeah, just basically ask for a character reference, I suppose. The other thing you could do, uh, and this is maybe less of a testimonial and more of a quote, but let's just say you're selling uh, bookkeeping services hmm. and you see a quote from someone well-known to your audience. Let's say uh, Neil Patel, if you're targeting marketing people, right? Yeah. And let's just imagine Neil says, Hiring a bookkeeper is the best business decision I ever made. Well, then then you have that credible source. You have a credible source for that quote, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. could include that on your website too. So it's not really a testimonial for you, uh, but it's for your industry or for what you sell. And that can be effective too if you don't have your own testimonials yet. Yeah, I think I've seen that on a number of websites. Maybe there was something, I think, Amy Porterfield quote, promoting a product or something about marketing that is important or whatnot. So it's kind of backing up, you know, that solution or whatever you're selling. 
Yeah, exactly. But obviously, like, it's nice. You could also include that and your own testimonials as well, just extra proof. But obviously, yeah. it's nice to have um, the, the testimonials from your own services. So do try and build those up as quickly as possible. But when you're first starting out, sometimes you need to have a, um, a few other bits of proof yeah, around sure. to support you. Yeah. So the next type of proof um, that I want to talk about is case studies. Uh-huh. Uh, so I guess while reviews and testimonials come straight from your customers, you know, case studies are those stories from your perspective. Mm-hmm. And these are great for giving customers, you know, a, a bit of a glimpse into how you worked on a project or with another client. And they might include information about, you know, why a client hired you, what problem you solved for them, and how you actually went about solving that problem. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, if you have any results, you can also include those as well, like data, or you can include, um, you know, things like yeah. photography before, after, those sorts of things. Yeah, and case studies can take on, you know, many different formats depending on your industry. So uh, for designers, photographers, videographers, uh, even interior designers and architects, you know, this is essentially your portfolio and it will probably be quite heavily image-based because yeah. uh, of the nature of your work. Uh, but for other industries, it might be more text-based and data-based. You might have, you know, um, more statistics or before and after photos and those sorts of things. Hmm. And also take into account regulations in your industry. I know there's some industries that don't allow um, certain, um, you know, before and after photos and things like that. So obviously, you know, the regulations in your own industry, yeah. but something to be aware of. I think I could be wrong here, completely wrong, but I think it's some medical industries. Yeah, I think uh, dentistry potentially. Um, we did work with a um, dentist a little while ago, yes. a dental prosthetic. Prosthesis. Oh my god, I can't even say that <laughs> word. Um, and they, yeah, I think there was something to do with the, the before and after photos that they couldn't show and have mm. they couldn't have testimonials and things. So yeah, obviously, um, yes, depending on uh, what bodies and associations you're a part of as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I think case studies are great. I remember you know designing a website a number of years back for a, I think it was for a landscaping company, and they had a huge gallery of before and after photos and. You know, just these photos were very powerful in illustrating the outcome and the end value of what they offer. And it was an essential proof point, essential proof point that they used all the time to attract those new clients. So, mm-hmm. yeah, case studies are, you know, they might take a long time to kind of put together, especially in our case um, when you're actually creating the images uh-huh. frame by frame. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I tend to, you know, drag my heels a little bit with it, but it is super powerful in showing how you helped X client reach X outcome and, yeah, everything else yeah. wrapped inside it. Yeah, and obviously selection of the case study is super important as well. If you're trying to attract a certain customer within a certain industry, mm. obviously opt for the um, to create the case studies in the industries that you're trying to attract more of and really yeah. curate that, that portfolio as much as possible. Yeah, so... What else do we have here, Lise? Next up, we have media coverage. Mm. So this basically says, hey, these media outlets also recognize our work or our expertise as being Mm. noteworthy. Uh, And depending on the type of work that you do, you might prefer to show where your clients' brands have been featured or where you have been featured. So that will just depend on, you know, if you're a PR agency, you could do, you know, this is where our clients have been featured, right? That would make a lot of sense for for that industry. Yeah. Um, this is also like often listed as an as seen in section. Um, so you may, you know, just list out the outlet logos or you might like to include a snippet from the article if it's quite noteworthy as well. So there's a couple of different ways of presenting this information, but it just basically gives you extra credibility from a well-known outlet, especially yeah. in specific industries. 
yeah, no, we've definitely used that one a number of times on several websites. So uh, the next type of proof that I've jotted down here is, you know, a pretty obvious one, and that is your client list. Yes. Uh, so, you know, this is a great, uh, you know, this is great to show the type of companies that you've worked with in a specific industry or of a certain, you know, company size, mm-hmm. big, small, medium businesses. Um, and it's pretty, you know, self-explanatory, you know, but unless you're written into your contract that you can use a company's, company's logo, you're going to need to make sure you seek their permission before, I guess, you spam their logo all over your <laughs> um, collateral and website and those sorts of things. So yes. you can get in trouble. So um, yes. maybe just, yeah, be respectful and ask before you do it. Yes. And uh, yeah, I think we've put that one in our contract that we can, you know, use those sorts of things. So it's always um, a good idea if you're planning on doing that on the regular on a regular basis mm-hmm. to include that in your terms and conditions or something like that. And if a client doesn't want to, they can opt out. Okay. So next up we have awards and accreditations. So if you have won a relevant award, you know, these are great acknowledgements that someone outside your company thinks, hey, these guys are doing a really great job. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, accreditations are acknowledgements from independent organizations that you meet certain standards. Uh, so these can be credentials like certificates to say that you've earned a degree or um, I got a lot of participation certificates back <laughs> at school. Um, yeah, I ran in a should race. I put them up on my website? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not so relevant. Um, yeah, okay. You know, things like, you know, if you've done extra study or uh, achieved qualifications, people sometimes put up, you know, um, Google AdWords accreditations mm. or um, those sorts of things or like if they've particular they've completed a particular copywriting course or, you know, those sorts of things, you can add those uh, if you think that they will hold weight uh, with your client. Uh, and accreditations might be related to you meeting specific standards. So things like ISO um, or if you're a certified B Corp, these mm. just prove that you're meeting certain standards um, within your industry and you're committed to adhering to those. So that might be something that your client is looking for specifically within your industry. Yeah. Yeah, I think you summed it up well there. They're just basically, pop, you know, awards and accreditations are popular proof points that show that you've achieved and, you know, met certain standards. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one I've got here is uh, data. And what I mean by that is um, data of your, you know, your own business, like we've served X amount of clients or we've saved our clients over 100,000 hours, <laughs> you know. A lot of hours. <laughs> um, it could also be that, you know, how many kind of followers you might have or, how many times your content has been shared, those sorts of things. They're very subtle, but those data points and numbers. Um, but yeah, you know. I think only if that's relevant to your industry and what you do. So yes. some people might not care that your article got shared 20 times or 50 times yeah. or however many, but if you're in marketing, that might be extremely relevant to show how you've done something for your own business and are now helping other people to do it or, mm. you know, how many followers can be can be a proof point as well. So, you know, other people following along with your content. Uh, so, yeah, you can also include data from external sources on your website as well. So things like research and statistics from peer-reviewed articles, these can go a really long way in backing up your claims with real evidence. Uh, in the past, mm. some of our clients have also actually um, commissioned research, uh, you know, to test their product. So testing the standards of things or how much weight it can hold or those sorts of things. And you can include those, you know, charts and graphs in your website to really add weight to um, the efficacy of your product yep. or service. Okay. So finally, we have memberships and associations. 
So this might include things like governing bodies that you belong to or organizations that you donate to. Uh, It might include groups that you're a part of or uh, other businesses that you partner with. So these types of proof can show that you really care about upholding certain values or that you're an active member of specific communities. Mm. Yeah, short and sweet. (laughs) I love it. Um, I guess before we wrap up, there's one last question that I want to ask you. So we've got all these lovely proof points. Mm -hmm. When do you think we need to, you know, use or include proof? Like, should we just be sprinkling it in here and there or should we be spamming it across everything? (laughs) What's appropriate and what's not? Yeah, so you should use proof to back up your claims. So, you know, if being community-minded is one of my values, then I might share that I'm a part of a membership, like just below that piece of copy, right? Yeah, context. Yeah, or if I say I'm an expert at Google Analytics, well, then, you know, you better back that up with some sort of evidence that says, you know, you've achieved an analytics accreditation or that, you know, my clients can vouch for my skills or whatever it is, right? Mm. So you need to be deliberate with your proof. Don't just put it anywhere. It needs to go in a flow on your website. So whenever you claim something with your copy, then you want to make sure you're backing that up with some sort of evidence in your proof. Yeah. So, be, yeah, be quite deliberate, um, but do use it quite liberally, you know, to show people, not just tell them why they should trust you. I think there's a there's a line as well where if you show it too much or it's everywhere, it just comes across a bit, it's all about me, braggy, braggy, <laughs> opposed to like, yeah. hey, I'm, I can actually execute what you're paying me to do. Yeah, it's, I suppose just do it tastefully. I think, I mean, especially in Australia, though, we tend to be quite conservative with it. Like I think yeah. most people that I've come across tend to be erring on the side of being more conservative than overdoing it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, obviously do use it tastefully and and make sure you're, you're not over-claiming things. You know, don't pretend or make up things. Um, but, yeah, definitely you can come across too braggy if you're – but that's why the proof's so valuable. You know, if I was saying, hey, I'm the greatest at this and I'm the best at that – in your copy, um, you know, you know, I can make those claims, but they're not necessarily true. But you know, if you've got all these awards and you know, you've got these great client testimonials, and that's really um, going to do most of the selling for you anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so yeah, just to recap really quickly, we talked about you know the seven different proof points um, that we see a lot on websites, and these were number one, testimonials and reviews. We had things like case studies. Um, media coverage. Mm-hmm. We also had, you know, showing your client lists, mm-hmm. people that you've worked with. Um, awards um, and accreditations. Awards and accreditations. Uh, I talked about data and statistics mm-hmm. to back things up, back claims up. And we did our memberships and associations as well. Memberships and associations. Yeah. So that was the seven that we talked about. And um, maybe, you know, it's worth having to think about how you could add more proof to your website and which prof- proof points would resonate with your ideal buyers. So have a think about that and yeah, maybe you can start, you know, strengthening some of the claims that you're making on your website and, you know, attracting those high value clients that we talk about. Yes, exactly. And I'm off to go add some of those to our website. (laughs) We do need some in the next few weeks. (laughs) Okay. So that's all for today's episode of Brand Led. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. See you next week.